Howdy. And welcome to the first episode of the Boy Detectives Club podcast. Um, my name is Jake, and I'm a kind of writer. I've written a couple things, um, and I just finished a undergrad, so that's fun. Um, and I'm here with my brother. Zane, I have watched anime. End of credentials. Zane, why are we here? What are we talking about? <laughs> we are here because... I wanted an excuse to force my brother to watch my favorite show, and podcasts are a good excuse for that. What's your favorite show? It is an anime by the name of Metente Conan, or Detective Conan, or Case Closed, or I guess technically if we translated it like literally, it'd be Great Detective Conan, but nobody does that. So he's like the great mouse detective. Die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes. I can totally see, like, Radigan and the main character. I don't actually know the main character. I only know Radigan. But, like, I want <laughs> I want Radigan to come in. They're both animated, so why not? I mean... Have a crossover? I, <laughs> I mean, isn't the main character Sherlock Holmes? Does he have a mouse pun for a name? I feel like his name is Basil. It is Basil. Is it Basil? Right, it's Basil. Because he's named after the actor who played Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's... Basil I, Rathbone. That's a cute... Yeah. That's a cute way. I've I like seen... It. Many a picture of Basil kissing Radigan. That's about all I know about the Great Mouse Detective. Dig it. Yeah, Zane has been watching this show since he was around 15. Um, Why did you start watching this goddamn show? (laughs) So, I think... So, first of all, I think I started watching in 2016. Look up whenever Sunflowers Inferno came out, because it was that year. (laughs) Um you know, the you Sunflowers know. Inferno year. Yeah, the year of Sunflowers Inferno. No further context, just know that. Um, I started watching it because of a fucking Tumblr post, a post on Tumblr.com, wherein someone was making a joke about, hey, look at how funny small this guy's hand holding up a screwdriver is. And then somebody else came in and was like, oh no, you fool. That's actually a child's hand in the man's robe because this is a television show about a child solving cases using his guardian's body. And I was like, haha, that sounds entertaining. I need something to watch in the uh, background while I draw. Why not? And about a hundred, no, 969 episodes later, here we are. Technically, more episodes are out now, but the internet will not let me watch more episodes. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So a Tumblr post led us to this show, and Zane has persistently wanted me to watch the show for a long time. But for whatever reason, laziness, like, it just hasn't tickled my fancy. Like, I don't know. Man, it's what could it be? Could it be the near a thousand episodes? It could be the fact that this show has yet to have any kind of... Is it true that there's, like, no hiatus? Like, it's kept continued going since 1996. I mean, it depends on your definition it's of hiatus. Because the author does take a lot of breaks, technically, but it's not, like full hiatuses it's just like he takes a week off because he has to write read a book on physics for the next case right 
So, so, but it's consistently been produced by, I mean, the manga has been produced by the same guy in Japan since before 96, but the show's continued and just like become a cultural staple of Japan and the greater like East Asia area, right? Like, I mean, I'm not sure about greater East area, Asia, but I, from what I can tell, it's, um, pretty ubiquitous boy it's been going home yeah like 900 plus episodes going yeah 20 uh yeah 23 movies there's 23 films um, and it's been going so that's like nearly a year that's like excluding like the first two years that's almost a year yeah every year they release a movie on the same not the same day but this like same weekend or something yeah it's um Oh God! What the holiday called? I don't know. It's a holiday research. in Japan. We I did think research. it's um, Children's Day. Sure, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it's like I think. Oh my God! Oh my God! I don't want to say this and sound like a total fucking rube. Ruin all my cred. First episode. I'm pretty sure it's around the time of uh, Shinichi's birthday. I'm pretty sure we're trying to like get rid of all our credentials or or like. Are, you know, we don't want a reputation going into this. I don't want expectations on us <laughs> because we will fail them. I have a single credential and it's that I know what Detective Conan is. I need to do, do, do. Okay. This whole. Fuck, I was so wrong. It... Cut, cut it all. What? We're what? deleting it all. His birthday isn't near that. I blame the first movie. Don't at me. Rip. Yeah. Anyways, Zane is the only one to have watched every episode Almost every episode he's catching up right now, but like, you know, it's not a small thing to have watched over 900 episodes, all these films, OVAs even, like there's a lot, um, which, you know, it, it rivals things like One Piece, it rivals things like <laughs> Doraemon and all the kind of like... Credentials. I did also watch all of One Piece. And I've yet to do One Piece. Maybe that's the next podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is also our first podcast ever, so we'll yeah. see. Um, I imagine uh, we can cut things. Things will be cut. Th- things will be cut, 100%. Um, okay, what is Detective Conan about? What is Detective Conan? <laughs> uh, so Detective Conan is a anime and manga series about a 17-year-old detective, Kudo Shinichi, as he is called, and his childhood friend, Mori Ran, who has a crush on him and he has a crush on her, Wow, the romance. And her dad is also a detective named Mori, Mori Kuguru. Koguro. I can speak. He's a cougar. He's Continue. a cougar. End of sentence. Um, basically, uh, one day at an amusement park, Kudo is forced to eat a experimental drug by a shadowy organization in black. And now he's seven. Accept it. He's seven. Um, and he's trying to take down the black organization while living with his crush, who does not know it is him, uh, under the assa- assumed, yeah, assumed name Adagawa Conan. So we are watching a seven-year-old with the brain of a seventeen-year-old solve crimes, get into shenanigans. Um, it's it's something. I told my coworker about this and and she reacted. Like she was like she was like that sounds like bad news. What? <laughs> why? <laughs> Maybe possibly why? I have no idea. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a show. It'd be more interesting to think about like the actual like cultural impact of it because it's something so disconnected. Yeah, so just a heads up, Zane and I are from Canada, mm-hmm. and like you know, the whole culture of anime is something uh, always positioned as foreign to us. So, like, we've grown up with it, of course, but it's always imported. It's not like, you know, the texture of the streets or anything like that. There's no billboards for Detective Conan anywhere or Attack on Titan or whatever. It's like we just had this dropped on our lap. It's, um... Detective Conan is interesting in that, like, as far as I can tell, I mean, judging by how many goddamn movies and the fact that every movie after the first one has been within, like, the top five most grossing movies in shit, Japan. Shit, Like, every year. Except for this year. No, that's now. true. I actually, yeah, like, I did a top ten of the decade one time, and it was, like, top five. Like, it was, like... Yeah. This these movies are making money. So Detective Conan is like hugely popular there, but like if anyone here's heard about it, it's because they watched Case Closed as a kid and it never really goes deeper than that like baseline nostalgia that people get where it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it about like a really smart seven year old or something? And it's like, well, actually <laughs> He's not actually seven. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's like the dragon maid. Like it's not a it's not a fourteen year old girl. She's a hundred and fifty something. God, sh- shut up! But also, yeah. Um, so basically, I'm dying. <laughs> um, Why do you like this show? That's a good question. Um, wish I knew. No, um, I don't know. I guess I just find the mystery story kind of fun and I like the characters. And I also am just like a sucker for secret identity shenanigans sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Well, it's like rife with dramatic irony. Right? Like the first episode fucking oh, second episode actually. Yeah. Second episode and already ran is just like <laughs> Hello, child, I just met. Did you know I am deeply in love with my best friend? And then the child is like, fuck, that's me, actually. Oh, the drama. Zoinks. Zoinks. Um, yeah, it's it's something. And it like I guess, like yeah, the appeal of the show is like, why does anyone like Agatha Christie novels? Why does anyone like, you know, police procedurals and stuff like that? They're, it's a mystery genre, and it's like a puzzle you want to figure out. And with the added like dramatic irony and overall gimmick of the show like yeah i i don't think that explains why this show has been so successful though yeah i don't i don't know it might just be that it is just so ubiquitous at this point it's like you know you watch it he's like mickey mouse he's mickey mouse but a child simpsons he's the simpson he's the simpsons and he you're the son will never die uh, that is one thing that'll be fun to talk about just as we go forward is the show's strange, strange decision to, instead of setting itself in a time, the like um, the technology has evolved with the show, but according to the author, it's been like less than a year in canon, even though there's been like... I don't know, fucking three Valentine's Day episodes, 
Which, considering how long the show is, that's not actually that many. But still, it's more than you get in a year. Yeah. Oh, you know, I I think Detective Conan is just the one with 20 Christmases. Like, it's a universe where they just have Christmas, like, every other month. Yeah, you you know. Well, not even. There's 12 months. So, like, there's more months in a year. No, it's one year except each month. Each month is, like, what would would 20 times 12 be? Whatever that is. (laughs) That's how many. That's how many. um, That's, like. Yeah. So, it's it's pretty interesting as a show anyways. So, yeah. Um. Zane and I watched the first four episodes of Detective Conan. We'll be continuing to do like four to five episode chunks as we go and see how that works. If each, if our episodes go like two hours, that would be incredible. But like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's when we're going to start cutting it up. Um, yeah. So we watched the first four episodes and we will now summarize them, talk about them, see what silly things we noticed in this, like, otherwise, I don't know, like, pretty yeah. inoffensive show just like around <laughs> yeah there's blood there's um, blood in it no there's flashlights actually oh right of course bright glowing lights and bright glowing lights um i forgot to add to my wonderful list of credentials i did read the manga so i will be bringing that yeah we have the extra like i don't know author knowledge like what Ooh. the author wanted um so I think, Zane, you should summarize the first episode just because, like, just ending right at the, at the you know, credits. Yeah. Um, like, so what happened in episode one? Uh, first episode opens with a short case just to sort of introduce the character and get the vibes down going. Short little case, you know, man, die. Maybe we'll go into more detail in the non-summary portion, but uh, we're introduced to the main character, Kudo Shinichi, uh, teen detective. And uh, he goes to an amusement park with his girlfriend, who is a friend that is a girl, not his actual girlfriend yet. Um, And they witness a murder. He solves the murder. And then he sees a suspicious man and chases him into the bushes, getting clubbed over the head and poisoned. And then the episode ends. That's actually a pretty good summary because, like, there's, like, I guess, you know, nuance. Yeah, um, it it's hard to summarize because I I'm like so yeah this guy just beat <laughs> beat a 17 year old over the head it's mean bit mean business yeah mean mean dude mean dude who we totally don't know the name of yet because also we've seen said. two people killed in the first episode because there's the fr- there's so the opening plays over this murder happening and a guy is like in a dark room and he gets shot and then the second one is on a roller coaster and a man is beheaded. He's like turned in, into a flashlight. Yeah, he has like a big spout of flashlight coming out of his head because they couldn't show blood. You said the manga is really gory? Yeah, well, I mean, as gory as the color black <laughs> is. Sure, yeah. Because it is in black and white, but yeah. They um, changed it to white. It was just it was just like, mm, this is a bit excessive. We're just going to make him We want this glow. to be a kid's show, I think. I actually don't I know. I think Detective Conan is a kid's show. Like, it's weird, but I think that is the... Well, it's shonen, so, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like kids show with an edge. Yeah, ooh. And that edge is murder. Murder edge. So, um, yeah. Um, I guess we'll start at the top. First you can, case. You should, you should describe um, who, like, who is Kudo Shinichi? What does he like? What What does he Sherlock act Holmes. like? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. End sentence. End. End um, podcast. That's it. Um, yeah, so 
<laughs> it's a bit hard for me to be brief with Kudo Shinichi and probably all we subsequent have to keep the four characters. Because I have to be like, oh yes, Kudo Shinichi in these four episodes when I'm like, <laughs> well, the first case you saw. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we'll see more cases as we go. Yeah. So actually, what if I flip it on you? You you what? Oh, you tell me who that's Kudo true. Shinichi actually, is. that's better idea. Yeah. Okay. Kudo Shinichi in the first episode is like, um, like kind of a dick. Like he's kind of he doesn't really uh seem to care that much about people's feelings and stuff. You know, he's really interested in solving cases. He takes so much pleasure in solving cases. Um, and. Like, most of the lines he gets is talking about his hero, Sherlock, the fictional Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> r- like, by from Arthur Conan Doyle stories. And, like, I think one of the most memorable sentences that I wrote was, like, he, he says, like, I love backing criminals into a corner. <laughs> it excites me. Like, it, like, obviously, we're watching a sub, so, like, I don't know what he actually says, but he's literally like titillated excited by by cornering criminals and uh it's something it's his it's his pursuit in life also his dad is a fiction writer and he writes a lot of mystery fiction so in kudo's house kudo shinichi's house he has like a shit ton he has a shit ton of of mystery fiction and that's all he reads which actually tracks with sherlock holmes i went back and read the first part of a study in scarlet just to kind of like see what he was talking about detective expert yeah and like that's sherlock holmes did the same thing like he didn't read any other kinds of fiction except for like mystery what would be called sensational literature at the time so like he only read about like crime and about shocking instances and stuff like that he would never read like (laughs) Like the odyssey love novel he would never read wuthering heights the fool he is (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah, that's So yeah, tracks. So, I don't know. So Kundo Shinichi, he's kind of he's a charismatic dick though. Like he's this is kind of essential guy who's like he he like doesn't seem to treat people that well, but at the same time he's like charismatic through how like clever and intuitive he is and also he's just kind of like a cute boy. So he's just a bit of a cute boy. Yeah. And so um then the next character in the episode is probably Professor Agasa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. Yeah, no, it is. Cool, yeah. Oh, well, there's the... De- we'll go into Mogure. <laughs> Mogure. Mogure. Ma- or Maguire. No. Maguire. It's, it's definitely not Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I did, okay. Full disclosure, I did actually watch the dub as a child. Oh, yeah. In high school, it's been years... They only ever dubbed 130 episodes, so I it's been a while since I watched the dub. But sometimes it sticks. Maguire, mainly because uh, his name is hard for me to pronounce. Yeah, and I mean, Maguire. like when you Maguire. when you romanize it, it looks kind of like Maguire. Like you just have to add an I, and it's yeah. really close. Because it's like literally like Maguire. It's Megude, I Maguire. think. Okay, we'll go in with my Maguire. bad Japanese pronunciation. Um, anyways, that's a detective that Conan interacts with the most, it seems, at least in the first case that we see in the episode. And then there's Professor Agasa, who's like basically uh, Professor Light from <laughs> Mega Man. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> Imagine anime professor. That's him. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, like he's he's got the beard and he's kind of chubby and he's got a big coat. 
That's him. And he blows, he blows things up. That's our introduction. He blows up a wall and wakes up Shinichi. Um, so that's Professor Agasa. And then there's, um, Ran. So Ran is Jimmy. Jimmy. Shinichi's, um, Shinichi's love interest. And she knows karate, which is pretty badass. And she, she just wants him to like spend time with her because, yeah, like we get to see she really likes him and he really likes her, but he's kind of clouded by his like embarrassment and detective shit. Yeah. And so she, she like, she's really kind and sweet, but gets really frustrated with him reasonably. And like she asks him out to the fair and they go to the fair and all he does is talk about detective. It's not really a fair. That's well. It's like tropical fun park. It's trap tropical land. It's tropical land. land. Good thing it's you know that. It's a reoccurring place. That's amazing. Well, tropical it's an amusement land. park where they live. I guess so. Okay, it's probably a substitute for like Disney Tokyo or something. Probably is um, that a thing? Actually, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, they have some pretty neat stuff, like animatronic wise. That rules. Uh, that like. Well, I'm actually probably uh, mixing it up with like Shanghai, which has like a really cool. Disneyland. I, I hear only good things about Disneyland Shanghai. Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Rand goes there. We get a glimpse of what becomes another crucial little group of kids uh, after. Um, oh, they the sneak in. Th- there's the there's like a group of kids, uh, two young lads and a lass, and they sneak <laughs> into the park, and then we get nothing else. They just kind of appear in the episode. I thought yeah, that was weird. Uh, do you want me to go into that right now, or should I wait on that? We should. I don't know what's happening, so probably not yet. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, um, we. Oh, I'll just. Yeah, we'll leave that for now. Oh yeah, I wrote that Megude kind of looks like Commissioner Gordon. He reminds me of Commissioner Gordon from Batman. Well, he is like a stereotypical inspector man. Yeah, is he inspector? He is inspector. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's inspector. I have to think for a second. Um, he's in charge of uh the uh murder division of Tokyo. Oh yeah, this the other thing that I wrote is um the Sherlock of the nineties, like <laughs> Hensei Kuda, Holmes. Like yeah, like it was the Heisei era when the show started coming out, as you said, saying, and so they the show's actual like literal they call him the Heisei Holmes, but it, they translated it to Sherlock of the nineties. Hensei, okay. So, um, uh, no, it's Heisei. I swear. I think I double check that, um, but the, I think that like draws attention to the fact that Shinichi is famous in his world. Like, like it's not just like a kid who's a like detective and uh, known amongst all of his friends. He's like renowned in his hometown for being like a really good damn detective. Like yeah. he's on the news. And by hometown, you mean Tokyo. Tokyo, like, okay. not a town. It's not a town it's at a all. Big, it's the biggest, um, one of the biggest cities. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking up to see what the current era in Japan is currently. Um, oh my god. Wiki, you are too confusing. Oh, the current era is the rail. Uh, um, cut that. <laughs> the current era is, oh, the Reiwa era. Sure. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. right well, yeah. I mean, obviously with my like er sound, that's not right. Um 
which uh, began on the 1st of May, 2019, which is funny because now he's not the Hensei Holmes. Uh, oh, he'd be the Saiwa Sherlock, right? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a thing. Thank like, you for coming up with a better pun. I think they're just not going to even they're acknowledge not gonna, it. Well, yeah. Well, you get this interesting thing where the context, like Conan is so specific to the context of the 90s that um, he's slowly growing like, like I, I feel like he'll start to become more and more generalized and less specific as time goes on so that he can apply to more and more like eras, you know? I wouldn't really honestly say that. I think he stays pretty... I'm talking... I'm talk- Well, that's the thing, actually. He just has two cell phones now. That's true. He used to use pay phones, and now he has two cell phones. Good for him. He's yeah. moving up. They look the Though, exact That sounds same. stressful. <laughs> Drink. Um, I think, actually, like, just... Actually, he had a flip phone at one point. It's actually... The evolution oh. of the cell phones is very funny in Conan, because he went from Whole, like a pay phone to, like, there's a... Just like in a few episodes, you see a big, like one of those big chunky phones. I was actually going to say, like the the topic of the Heisei Holmes is interesting because of what had happened to Sherlock Holmes. Like, um, like Detective Conan is still going, so like you know whatever. But Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes actually lasted a long time. We should like, yeah. I think the first story was published in eighteen eighty nine. The last story was published in. 1927 damn that's like like that's geez that's like 37 years that's almost 40 years of the same guy (laughs) to the arthur conan doyle you know not having a obviously it's pretty famous yeah like he he didn't like sherlock at that point um i think spending almost like 35 plus years with the same character might do that but so there's a thing that happened with Holmes fandom. Um, they're like the Boston, no, no well the the Boston. Ba- the Baker Street Irregulars, Boston, Boston you know, the Boston, Boston Street Irregulars, the Boston Street Irregulars. Um, Sherlock Holmes fans have a whole like thing about having this very specific moment of Victorian England, kind of like frozen in time, in order to like have sherlock holmes exist yeah and so there's like historical scholars who like go with or like they go against canon they go with canon which is like not just sherlock holmes canon it's like literally victorian england like <laughs> like history becomes canon in in sherlock holmes a little bit i think right. that's i read a paper <laughs> i read a paper about it a while ago when i was studying like fan studies and yeah like actual historical figures become characters in um the fiction like for instance i can't actually name off the top of my head but there is like an episode or i can't remember if it's in both an episode or the movie it definitely happens in the movie where real life japanese uh soccer stars are oh. in Detective Conan. Oh. That's like they're not very good Scooby-Doo voice actors. Me- meets Kiss. Yeah, exactly. Scooby Doo um, meets Batman. And it's so funny because like they look uncomfortably in a different art style because it oh. has to be slightly more it's realistic really, like, to political sort of like, cartoons. Yeah, to like sort of more accurately portray the person. And then Conan's over here with his fucking horse mouth. Horse mouth. I love this show dearly, but boy, boy, howdy, has the art style changed. Oh. 
<laughs> oh no. We're we're not even going to talk about that. We're in the early days. We're in the though. early days of the 90s. 90s kids only. Also we uh okay, back back to episode. What were we talking about? We okay, so the first episode ends with Conan mysteriously being beat over the head by a handsome man in a hat. Um we didn't even talk about the roller coaster murder. Um actually, so I'll just like <laughs> I'll say this quick. I wrote down as we were watching like every cause of the crime like cuz I wanted to see like what were the most common ones. Um and you'll start to see a trend. Uh in the first one, the a woman is broken up with and so and then she goes to school and then <laughs> And then she goes to school. And then she goes to school, <laughs> and then she makes some new friends, and then one of her friends starts dating her ex, and then they go to a theme park, and she decides to murder him. As you do. As you, you do. Know. with, But, like, she's a gymnast, so she does this very elaborate, like... She tries to frame her friend for murder. Yeah, no, she, she puts, puts, like, a, a knife. bloody knife in her bag. Where did the blood on the knife come from? It's probably just used it to cook some, like, fish earlier. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, he had fish blood in him, it seems. Mm, judging by the knife. Um, well, um, did they mention in the episode, this is definitely... I feel like it's... Uh, reference, but maybe not as stated as it is in the manga. She was gonna kill herself after. Oh, like um, I didn't catch that. Yeah, you know, in the weird scene right before they go to the thing, where it's like her teardrop falling on the. It falls on. Yeah, it's uh, very yeah, dramatic. It's very dramatic. You can Ding. see a prescription bottle sitting on her desk. So, oh, she just wanted to get the attention off her long enough to go do that. That's so weird. I okay. Well, that's it's very sad. It's very tragic. It's very melodramatic. Tbh. Anyways, but like, yeah, she tries to frame her friend. On to, like, that's the thing is like she tries to just like take the whole ship down. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. And then she has the gall to like sit down and cry. I mean, whatever. It's <laughs> it's like no, Jake. She was crying before he died. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's how Conan <laughs> figures it out. So yeah. So Conan. Well, he's not Conan yet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Shinichi. Shinichi and Rana are going on this roller coaster with the two shady guys who beat him in the end. I love um, the shady guys. The shady going guys. on a roller coaster. Yeah, they just go they're on, on a date. They don't, don't worry about they it. They go on a date. It's so cute. But they no, they're they're not dating their brothers. <laughs> they're not actually brothers. That's oh. a Japanese like um Oh really? Yeah, it's like uh you know, it's like a thing gangsters. Oh, they do, just say like, bro. Yeah. Oh, I see. I I was like <laughs> <laughs> I also I was, don't think I was they're getting dating, worried. but like, <laughs> I jokes. Um, Jin is just kind of an asshole. Jin. We don't know his name actually. His name Ooh, is Jin. Who is he? Oh yeah. Uh, the mysterious. Mysterious. Man. Um. Anyways, I do. <laughs> they're riding the roller coaster, and then what happens is this woman does a acrobatic exercise to slip out of her chair and then bend over, wrap a like a like piano a wire. like a piano wire around the ex's neck and then throws it on the on the you know roller coaster track and the like momentum of the track yanks his whole head off just and, his whole head and and it turns him into a flashlight of like fountain blood um and then a she bright bright beam like one of the ways that Shinichi figures out it was hers because a tear lands on his face <laughs> because she was crying while she was doing it. And um, the tear tracks are sideways. They're sideways on her face. How could that happen if she wasn't crying before he died? You know, she can't just like turn her head. Or she can't have watery eyes because like 
She's watery on a eyes. roller coaster. I mean, and sometimes yeah. the wind gets in your eyes and you tear up. Uh, he had other evidence. She was her pearl yeah, necklace. There was also the was pearl the necklace. Yeah. I think he was just being dramatic. It doesn't come up. His mom is an actress, and I do think it, oh. it like heavily affects how he acts. He d- he's really dramatic. Well, so that that's actually something interesting. I I was reading in the sign or not a sign of four. That's the next one, but the scar the study in Scarlet. Um, Sherlock Holmes doesn't actually engage with reality that much. Like to the and it's played for jokes. Like he doesn't know that the earth rotates around the sun and yeah and watson is like dude what <laughs> and he's like doesn't make a difference to me i'm just here for detective work like sherlock I, it, holmes is canonically a flat earther he's literally a flat earther he's like he he is a enabler of the flat earth society because <laughs> he actually would be like he doesn't just give a shit he'd be like yeah sure fuck makes sense yeah sure i'm gonna go i don't know experiment with poison probably this is true he kills a dog in the first story <laughs> sure like yeah um and like the first one is the first story so like incredible just because it's so <laughs> sp- british you know like they're yeah. talking about empire and shit oh, that um anyways uh sherlock holmes only reads fiction that has to do with crime and he only reads like crime stories like true crime and stuff so there's a part where he's lamenting like the lack of a criminal to like engage him and it's yeah. so crazy because he's like he, i wish some crime would happen yeah I would like, like someone to die please he specified himself into such a zone that like reality doesn't really line up with him anymore you know you, yeah. like like he doesn't he doesn't really work in real life and that's incredible like yeah um you just remind me of like this is skipping ahead very much but one of my like favorite episodes wherein uh ran texts shinichi a code and phones him and he like is excitedly like a code and she's like somebody died and he's like oh yeah yeah that's like that's like every that's like uh sherlock holmes and watson because like watson is like can't sleep like he's (laughs) losing sleep over this case and sherlock is just like off fun he's not even that he's like i found this old book it's a cool old book there's the crime suspect like (laughs) he's like he's talking and he goes to like a fucking opera in the middle of like this crime case he he literally has it figured out i mean that's the point is like he he knows what is gonna happen so his brain is freed up to like do other things right anyways the point i wanted to make about shinichi though is that his mom is an actress and his dad is a fiction writer and so he's like explicitly dealing with like fiction and and like this artificial way that crime happens and stuff yeah which is not um, it's not a flaw in the show i think it's just like you know it's just like part of the puzzle like the show's like yeah his um his the way he does deduction is very purposely a show yeah like even within the canon of the universe he is just kind of being dramatic a lot of the time like the way he like has pauses and like turns and points at the like you know it's played seriously but that is like him just being kind of a drama queen yeah because well i mean i think part of the effect like there's a line in sherlock holmes where he says like the he compares himself to a magician like he doesn't reveal his tricks before the end right yeah and so it's very like you know, he wants this sort of aesthetic experience for people, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
back on the roller coaster tracks. The roller coaster. Um, yeah. Uh, where where were we? Well, we were just looking at like we didn't talk about the roller coaster murder, so I wanted to go into like how this woman like was. She did. I'm, a- I'm going to like rip my ex's head off with a piano wire using torsion. <laughs> it's amazing. I oh boy, honey, you've got a real storm coming. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got okay. We should move on because there's other there's like the ice cube and stuff like that. So. Um, oh, in the second, okay. we gotta we gotta finish it off with. Oh, this is boy. He get clubbed. He gets clubbed. But also, I wanted to say it's a crime of passion. This episode, right? That's what the we're murder. Doing. The murder was a crime of passion. Um, and then he gets clubbed in the head because he follows Jin into and no, he follows the other guy into the alleyway. Vodka. His name is Vodka. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. I'm I'm like so certain, but like now I have to look it you up. You have to just double check. Case. But Shinichi follows a shady character into the alleyway. There's a money exchange of some kind because they're holding some film blackmail from the CEO. And then Shinichi observes this, but behind him, Jin sneaks up, hits him over the head, and then they're like, we should kill him. And Jin's like, I got this experimental drug. We can't use our guns because the cops are in the area from right, the murder. From the roller coaster murder. So we're going to use this like untraceable new poison that the organization made and they give it to him. But it inexplicably, in the second episode opening, it, it inexplicably turns Boy, Shinichi yeah. into a seven-year-old. Yes, um, approximately. Approximately seven-years-old boy. And so the police find him and they go, Boy, where's your parents? And they just let him go. Actually, that's one thing here. Okay. I just realized that. I, I forgot. I let it go from the first episode. But here, let's talk about some of the um, differences between the anime and the manga. In that, in the manga, what happens is they take him to, you know, the, like, uh, nurse's place in the amusement park because his head is bleeding pretty bad. Oh, and yeah. He's like very emphatically like, dude, I'm telling you the story of these sus dudes that hit me over the head and they're all like, haha, yes, child, pats you on the head, whatever you say, that's a stupid story because he does like say like, I'm 17 and da da da. And then he looks in a mirror that's in the nurse's hut and is like, fuck, and runs away and they sick dogs on him. They sick dogs on him? Yeah, he gets chased by dogs in the manga. In the anime, they cut this all down by just making him run away from the cops right away. That's um, fair. But yeah, that's just a fun little thing. And while we're on uh, differences, the kids were not in the first chapter of the manga. Um, oh. They were added to the roller coaster scene in the first episode, I guess just to like introduce them as a concept. Just the the anime warm. kind of has a thing about introducing the detective boys as a concept really early. Then I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Just to like appeal to kids as quickly as possible. Who knows? I don't. I look. I love the detective boys. I do not know what their appeal is. They're not the most appealing characters in the show. I guess just being part of like a club, maybe. A yeah. boy, a boy detectives club, boy detectives if you will. Club, yeah. Um, they're fun enough, but anyways, I don't like them in these first few episodes. But we will get to that second in the episode. Sec- third episode. 
Oh, no, I mean... No, fourth episode. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, the second episode uh, details... Uh, I'll just quickly summarize, I guess. Um, the second episode has uh, Conan... No, he's not Conan yet. Shinichi runs back in all his like 17-year-old baggy clothes. He runs into Professor Agasa, who doesn't believe him, but then he tells him information only he would know. And then he still doesn't believe him. He has, believe to do a he has to do a deduction thing. thing. And then Agasa, they both talk about what's happening and they're both like, what the heck? And then Ran inexplicably shows up just to check on. <laughs> inexplicably? Just to che- well, I guess he it's won't answer explicable. That's right. He won't answer his phone. But anyways, right. Because he just ran off. Like, yeah, he, he was just like, just, go home without me off. peace. And, and then she has this dramatic she's moment. she's standing there like, I have a bad premonition because uh, let's just touch on this really quick. Her shoelace breaks, which is oh, like yeah. a thing in is that Japanese a thing? fiction. Oh, it's like a shoelace omen. breaking. It's a bad omen. Like shoelaces specifically. I mean, shoe. Shoes. I think. I don't know. It's not something I'm an expert on. I just know sure. enough about it to be sure. like shoelace breaking. That's sure. a bad omen. I like in it. this culture. Well, so that would like resonate more with people like yeah. who know. Yeah. I, I mentioned it only because like I don't know when I I have seen many a like person not from Japan talk about the show and every time they're like and her shoelace braces off like that's so weird why would that stop her and like why did her whole shoelace fall off and it's like no that's like an omen you know, thing dude. There's the Google machine. The Google machine. <laughs> Anyways that's um, besides the point. Okay. Ran goes to Shinichi's house to see if he's okay because he's not answering her phone calls and she finds Professor Agasa in his house and a small boy Kona or Shinichi small is boy. trying small boy small boy Shinichi is trying to figure out what to do because he doesn't want Ran to know that he's a well small he boy. well Agasa kind of tells him like now I'm getting into the details sorry um but but <laughs> Agasa it is, it is hard just, Jake, yeah. here's how you do it is you go like Ran comes she sees the boy Conan gives her a fake name. We'll get into that detail a little more later. They go to her house to ask her dad if he can stay with them. Um, he has a case. They uh, go along on the case. It's a kidnapping inside a, kidnapping. a kidnapping. Yeah. Um, and then they save the child and go home. Yeah. We Agassus. should talk about the name. The name. The name. Dun, dun, dun. Like Edgawa Conan. Yes. Why is that? So Conan or Shinichi's backed into the his wall of books because as we said he has tons of mystery novels and he scans them quickly for like coming up with a fake name and he chooses Edogawa Edogawa Conan why is that? Edogawa Conan is based off um, two mystery authors I bet you'll never guess what the second one is from total mystery but um, the first name Edogawa is from the pen name of uh, Harai Toro I can't remember if it's Toro Hirai or Hirai Toro. I think it's Toro Hirai, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know which is the first and second name. But anyways, um, Adagawa Rampo is the pen name of this this author who wrote um, mainly the Akichi uh, Kogoro mystery novels and also some Detective Boys, which is... Where the detective boy's name come from, and also Maury the name Kokoro. of our podcast. Oh, the also boy detectives that, I guess. club. Uh, a little bit famous. <laughs> I guess that's kind of important, but um, he is a Japanese author who I have desperately searched for English translations of because I'm very interested in his work, but I have yet to actually read any. Um, he's his name is a fun fact because I just love this fun fact. 
is actually a play on Edgar Allan Poe, an author he liked. Um, it's just uh, Edgar Allan uh, Edgar Allan Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Fuck Allan Ho. <laughs> Please. Big titty goth uh, GF, uh, Edgar Allan Ho. <laughs> What's that? He's like this, the, the like doomer GF. Oh, God. Edgar Allan Ho. Die. <laughs> um, anyways, um, Edgar Allan Poe, um, Edogawa Rampo is just Edgar Allan Poe said with a Japanese accent, which is just a cool, fun fact. Yay. And then I guess author um, Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, I think he's like a mystery author. I don't know. I don't really know much about this guy. I, I probably know. So he's a he is he got famous. So he was a he was a doctor before. Like he was he was a born Scottish. He's a Scottish guy. He was uh, worked as a doctor for like nine years, and then wrote his uh, Sherlock Holmes stories. And then those actually in like three years within publication. Sherlock Holmes. I feel like I've heard that name I, I, somewhere before. You know, before. just a little. A little detective story. Yeah. Um, and Sleeper hit. <laughs> sleeper hit, yeah. Cult classic Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> um, but so to- Doyle published more than Sherlock Holmes. So like he, he's yeah, also he regarded for his... Into, um, like, uh, historical... His historical fiction, yeah. yeah. He has a whole thing about a Napoleonic general. And he also wrote some of some sci-fi. And everyone went... Boo! We want the detective man. Well, it's crazy because yeah, like Sherlock Holmes obviously was his greatest popular success, but critics still agree that his historical stuff is very good. Like he's I mean, written some good shit. That makes sense. Yeah, like it's probably worth checking out sometime. But by far, his greatest contribution to like British literature was Sherlock Holmes. Shocker! Shocker! Oh, just like as a side note, though, the first the. Uh, People have probably read A Study in Scarlet, right? Like most. I mean, I've read pieces of it. I feel like to say anyone has read Sherlock Holmes is actually like kind of shockingly untrue. Most people are aware, familiar with, right? Because he shows up in Batman, and yeah. he shows up in like. Like I feel like almost everyone knows. Oh, BBC like, the Sherlock twist now. Yeah. Of, oh, don't even. We, we don't speak banned. of this. <laughs> this is a banned topic in this house. Please um, do not. <laughs> man i wonder if there's a very long That's video you could just watch like, to find out why hmm i wonder if i i wonder why sherlock holmes is wait what is it sure <laughs> i wonder why sherlock is garbage and i wonder why hmm. hmm anyways moving on we'll never know we'll never know i just like i'm sad actually that saddens me that most people's like first-hand experience with sherlock holmes will be that like BBC production. That's just sad. It does. It does actually bum me out quite a bit as someone who like just now, you know, like now yeah, nowadays. I would like, I would like to see some good old fashioned Sherlock X Watson without it being like these two from weird this horribly like homophobic show. I'm tired of them. Get rid of them. Yeah. Throw them out. Get them. Well, the, I. I like I like Martin Freeman as, I as one. That's fair. <laughs> no, I'm just being elaborate mean. on that. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I think he did actually do some shit, but this isn't a call out podcast. I'm. We're just tired. We could cancel every goddamn human in the goddamn world if we wanted, and I will, including but myself. That can wait. Can it? So so okay. We're in the second episode, and 
we're introduced more to uh i would say like actually like what the show's like what the show will structure the show's overall structure will be uh, excluding like the gadgets and stuff but like we we meet ran's father close closer we should probably talk about modi 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 i don't know mori mori kogoro a little bit just because he's like a mess kind of a important he's kind of important um a bit of a mess but he's a bit of a mess we meet him he's ran's father ran has to take care of the guy because he's divorced well maybe divorced he's not with his wife his wife doesn't live with them she's a character later but later we're not talking about her um and he only drinks. He's he's an alcoholic. She comes home and there's beer cans everywhere and like paper and shit. Like we don't know what he's been doing because we only see him sitting at his desk and laughing. <laughs> like he's like, just writing, writing he, down he good just jokes and throwing them across the room. Right? Like, as you he do. Just sits, he just sits there. He has dirt everywhere. Um, as well, like Agasa wants Rand to take Conan home, as she knows him as Conan because. Uh, her father's a detective. Her, her father's so oh right, he wants the insider to, info on the people yeah. who poisoned him. Like, sure, he could do research on the guys who poisoned him at his house or at Agasa's house, but like he could also go to a detective's agency and like maybe a case will walk in the door. Which I won't spoil anything about that. Zoinks, zoinks. Um, so they, the spoiler is that Mori is a bad detective. He's, <laughs> He's not. He tries. Oh, he tries. The thing is, he has all the flair for the dramatic that Shinichi admittedly also has, but he has none of the, like, actual <laughs> deductive skills. Yeah. Um. I mean, sometimes they show up, but they're pretty rare uh, throughout the series. That'll be so satisfying. He does. Um. He can uh, put together a story, but it's usually uh, very wrong. It's very wrong. Well, see, okay, this is what I noticed. Um, we'll get more into it. The, that's the third episode. Okay, but here's the thing. There's a young girl, and she's missing. And, dun, dun. and, and they discover pretty quickly that the butler did it. And it's always the But butler. then they get a phone call from a person who the butler doesn't know, and he's wanting $3 million or something. And uh, so there's a double kidnapping. She was kidnapped from the, the rendezvous kidnapper. location Ooh. where she was being held before. Kidnapped from your kidnapper. So Conan rides a dog to go find him. And that's the only thing that really matters in this episode. It really, it's pretty cool. No, Rand beats the shit out of the other guy. There are two things that happens in this episode that yeah. matter. And it's Conan riding a dog and Rand beating the shit out of a kidnapper. It's great. So yeah, they find the girl in a in like an abandoned school or whatever, and um, it's, uh, the storage room of a school. Sure, it's abandoned. Nature is up for debate. I don't know. It's, it's night. just a black room. <laughs> it's night. Like, and he's knows? just chilling out with some brewskis. He's you know some brewskis. He literally he's like girl. laughing. He's like laughing and drinking beer in a storage room with a young girl who's tied up. It's very disturbing. And he's gonna cut her. Like he has a knife. well. He was gonna kill her. He was gonna kill her. That's Which I guess said. includes cutting. Cutting. <laughs> murder including cutting <laughs> it can on it occasion can, on occasion include cutting murder can on occasion oh my god <laughs> <laughs> anyways enough um, of that um so yeah jumbo the dog i i wrote i wrote the like how does he compare to danny from jo- jo- jojo's bizarre adventure very similar looking win. dogs very similar they just reminded me of, like 
They're trusty dogs. Trusty dogs. Um, Good thing well, Tia's not around to make <laughs> Jumbo. That would be Jumbo sad. wins because Danny's fucking dead. Danny's dead, guys. Stop asking. He's dead. He's dead. We watched it happen. We it's heard traumatic. it. It's don't even worry about it. Danny is dead. Can you believe that Dio like burned a dog? He burned a dog. I can you believe he did that? Um, and then did some other stuff, and then just act like a normal dude for like what, like ten, <laughs> like seventeen years. Yeah, he was like years? fine. He was like fine <laughs> for just like this huge span of time, and then he went ape shit. Yeah, he snapped. He went off. <laughs> Anyways, um. Ran is very strong. She knows karate. She's the head of the karate team, so she beats the shit out of the villain. They get the daughter home, and it's a crime of passion because she just wanted her dad to hang out with her because he was busy at work. I guess you can call that a crime of passion. Is it not? I, uh, it's love. It's I guess. Passion. I I guess it's just weird to hear crime of passion applied to anything that also, isn't murder. It's also blackmail because, you know, there's yeah. a double stealing, and the girl... Okay, the girl committed just like she wanted her dad to like stop working for a month so that she, he would hang out with her. But then the other guy, it's like greed. So yeah. That's, but those are the two. It's greed and crime of passion. You should add that to the beautiful list. We'll get there. And Evil. Then, <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, this, I'm reading so ahead on third, Jake's uh, list. My list. So the third episode. Well, okay. So the first episode ends with Conan now living with the Maoris and Yes, because as soon as uh, he showed up, Maury solved a case, and he's like, great, this kid's a lot, good luck charm, I haven't had a case in six months, let's keep him. I want to keep drinking and laughing at my desk. Oh. Um, first, er, so yeah, that's the first setup, and yeah, we have- We totally skipped the whole, like, romantic big scene that <laughs> happens in this What's episode. What's big romantic scene? Um, so when Ran is walking home, her new, her new son and boy, um, she oh, asks yeah, she him, confesses. like, hey, do you have a girl you like, he he, and he's like, like, supp- he's trying to, like, joke on her, like, oh, what, do you have a crush on Shinichi? <laughs> and then she's like, uh, yeah. Yes. And he's like. And then <gasps> she, like, calls him his bluff. It's really good. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, I love that dude. He's great. He sucks, but he's great. Love that guy. And then he's yes, like... Yes, seven-year-old, who I just met. <laughs> yes, seven-year-old. I do love this man. Um, so that... Um, I just feel like we got to touch on that because, like, you know, it's... The romance is actually, like, one of the big That's like things in the show. the show. Things in the show. Romance. Romance. Murder. Anyways, with okay. <laughs> on occasion. On occasion, there is some cutting. Romance with a ca- with knives on occasion. Okay, episode, episode three. three. What happened in episode <laughs> three, Zing? <laughs> oh my God, this is a lot. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at your notes and I see Tumix ri- written on the top, despite Tumix having literally nothing to do with this I episode. I to remember Tumix. Yes, okay, we'll get to Tumix. Don't worry. That sounds menacing. It's Worry. supposed to. Um, okay. Episode three. <laughs> Stop looking at my notes. <laughs> no friends. No friends. Um, okay. Just like read. Well, no, okay. Don't read it. Don't read it. Um, don't, but don't read the notes. What, what okay, happens sorry. in the episode? Um, Conan's going to elementary school. Yes. Conan has been enrolled into child school for children. And... I'm gonna skip all this stuff you know, for reasons I will. Ex- 
a 17-year-old boy. Stop, no. I don't like that. Um, Throbbing brain. I'm going to ignore all the stuff with the kids for now for reasons I'll explain later. Um, So, uh, he goes to elementary school, and when he comes back, they have dun-dun-dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. Third. Sorry, I just realized I was going into too much detail again. That was too much detail. Yes. So they get a case, they go to a idol's house, they find a dead body in the idol's house. Inexplicably. Inexplicably. Everything is inexplicable. There is not a single explicable thing in sight. So um Ran and Conan. Uh, come along because they want to see a rich person's house. It's just an apartment. Don't worry about it. Um, so they go, and there's a dead body with a knife in his back, and a knife in the back, and then a bunch of stuff. And the killer is uh the body. The body is the killer. The body is the killer. The body is the killer. That's like so. A let's dude, um that's like and the then Bene Gesserit like here's <laughs> the mind killer. The body is the killer. Yes. And then uh, Ran looks at the idol singing and goes like, I am sad, small child. I am very sad. My friend has been missing for three days and I am sad. And then he phones her. Oh, yeah. Using Okay, so he gets the voice changer in this episode, right? Yes, he yeah, does. Okay, so now we get to we another get to central conceit. Yeah. More details. So, okay, more detail time. Um, I, I just want to bring up between... Conan uh, and gang, so Kogoro and Ran. Yes. Um, between them going from their house, getting the case from the idol singer named Yoko. So Yoko comes because she's like worried about a stalker, and they go to her apartment to check it out. And between then there and the apartment, um, these three young children obsessively follow Conan back to his house hide in the trunk of the car they take to the apartment and go to the apartment with them and actually are the ones to discover the body before anyone else. And you know what drives me absolutely insane? What? They're just not there in the manga. Yeah. The they anime just decided the kids were going to really, be. Really? They just, they just added them? They just added the kids when it doesn't make any sense for them to be in the car. Like, what? They sneak into someone's car and just come to this idol's house? They don't do anything in the episode they're just there i mean i guess ayumi crouches next to conan at one point so who are the three kids yeah you oh said ayumi, right but sorry let's introduce the kids even though really uh we should be introducing them in the second in the fourth episode we'll talk about except no we shouldn't even be introducing the them there anyways um so the three kids who we can talk about more uh next episode is genta ayumi and mitsuko um, aka, <laughs> ooh, I just want to say their English names just for fun. Oh, no, it's yeah. uh, Genta, or no, it's it's still Genta. It's, it's always still Genta. Genta. No, yeah. it's not. It's George, Mitch, and Amy. So okay. that's fun. Oh, also, Rand's name is Rachel in the dub. Rachel Moore. Team Rachel. Is that a thing that people who watch Friends say? Probably. I don't know. What's friends? I've never what heard of friends? it. Anyways. Kudo has no <laughs> friends. That was the other thing. So my notes say no friends because Shinichi has no friends besides Ran. He does actually have friends. No, he doesn't. But... We haven't seen any friends. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I, I won't bring up his friends that 
uh, appear in later episodes because I mean even then they don't seem super close because his friends are legitimately just like oh bro you've been gone for like five months what's up yeah they're just acquaintances they don't they're just schoolmates they're not yeah anyways this is all <laughs> this is all care. stuff that's like way later. way in the future oh my god Sonoko isn't even in the show Sonoko's yet. not here anyways Kudo has no friends um the three little children who uh, just like meet him in elementary school, and obsessively follow him home. Are are the reason why they like say is like we need to be friends with him. Like we have to. We are unsupervised children, and we must be friends with this other child. We, They're like an organism an un- looking to assimilate. <laughs> we need to be friends with this boy. The plot demanded. We must. <laughs> so we get to this murder, and the conceit that is interesting to me is like, well. The whole setup is that there's a murderer, the room was locked, so he couldn't, like, how did the person, it was locked from the inside, and there's a knife in his back, and, like, what happens is they figure out that an ice cube, like, the, <laughs> the, 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 an ice the cube killer, did it. an ice cube did it, uh, um, the knife was frozen in an ice cube, and the guy who's murdered jumped onto the knife so that it went through his back and then the ice cube melted and so it looks like someone stabbed him yes kind of holy shit what a painful way to commit suicide that was like yeah that's i just like you know like yikes because like sometimes you don't die from a knife in your back yeah actually like looking at him he definitely died from blood loss like i don't think he died right away no because it didn't like where the knife is in his back i don't think there's anything vital there it's like not as fine i guess but like i don't think the knife's doing much to that anyways this man kills himself horribly i feel bad horribly but i mean this man also thought it would be a good idea to talk to his ex by jumping onto her turns out he's the ex bad plan Oh. oh yeah, he jumped on her. Yeah, okay. She has a friend who looks just like her from friend? the back. Right? She <laughs> she has the person who she um the reason she hired Kogoro was a stalker. She has the stalker oh. is the uh, other girl who's trying to find that. um dirt on her. And this woman has the exact same like head as her from the back. She should be arrested for stalking her. I think she is. I don't know. She doesn't appear ever again. Yeah, doesn't matter, I guess. Which, I mean, spoilers, Yoki Inooko is a reoccurring character. Oh, she's like the idol character of the show. She, she is, in fact, the idol character of the show. Mori likes her. It's a very easy way to get him to do things. Is to be like, uh, yeah, Yoko's gonna be oh, there. Oh yeah, there you go. And then he's like, now sure, have... I'll appear on your television show. <laughs> I love television shows, such as Detective Conan. Yes. Um. So a thing I noticed that was similar from like this anime and Sherlock Holmes is Sherlock Holmes has these two detectives named Lestrade and uh, Gregson. And, right. And so. They're functionally there to have the wrong idea of what happened and for Sherlock to kind of laugh at them and show how wildly wrong they were and like, and you know, like shock them and so stuff like that. Basically, Kogoro is Lestrade. So Kogoro and Magure are both yes. Gregson and Lestrade. I would, I, I say, would, I say, I say Kogoro is Lestrade because I do actually know vaguely Lestrade. He shows up in more adaptations of Sherlock Holmes than other, than Gregson does. 
I think it's because his name is fun. Yeah. Anyways, um, he seems to be more confident in his incorrection. Who? Kogoro? Lestrade. Lestrade. Actually, no. In the first story, at least, he's he's just kind of like... There. Well, he just follows the wrong trail and then okay. comes back sad that he did. Oh, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Gregson is the one who's way more like, oh, you know, Sherlock Holmes, we're both brain workers. Oh, he says, okay. They like, fuse... Yeah, Adaptations fuse Greg's and totally. Lestrade. That's that's a hundred percent what they do. Anyways, more that um, McGregor is also incorrect, but like Kogoro is like I he's no, so wrong and he loud is, about it. And yeah, he's, like, he's very I'm so wrong correct. and very loud about it. Yes. Anyways, to the point where who? Okay, so Conan starts to get worried because he realizes that he's starting to figure it out before anyone else, but no one listens to him because obviously he's, he's a seven-year-old. Seven. <laughs> So like, how does he get all these adults to listen to him? How do they get? How does he get them to take him seriously? The bow tie. The bow tie. So which he, we probably should have <laughs> he talked kicks, about first. Well, uh, we'll get to the bow tie. Agasa <laughs> gives him a bow tie that changes his voice. Yeah, that's wow. the thing he does. There we, we go. It. So he kicks a ashtray. Yes. And knocks out Kogoro. Kogoro falls also down Genta on the chair. In the anime, even though Genta isn't there in the manga. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. So tired. <laughs> um, he knocks out Kogoro. Kogoro falls on a chair, and Conan changes his voice to match kind of Kogoro's and explain what happened in the scene. And no one questions that. Like Kogoro's, like thus, has his head leaning over. <laughs> his mouth isn't moving. And thus, it is the birth of the sleeping of Kogoro. The, the sleeping Kogoro. Is that what he's called? He's called that because it looks like he's asleep. Oh my Ooh. goodness. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> he has to close his eyes to see the truth. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds like something he would say probably while trying to explain it. Lucky for Conan, Kogoro is a doofus who will take credit for anything. That's right. He's so dumb that like he just if people like He's he doesn't like, oh, care damn, about the I truth. Don't, oh damn, I don't remember. Uh I guess I solved it. Makes sense to me. So you know, in case I takes the credit always. That maybe. he does. And that actually follows like Sherlock Holmes has a rant that the detectives always take the credit for his Right, because he's a consulting detective. He's not. He's not he's actually not on the force. Exactly. So, anyways, that's episode three of Detective Conan, and we have him now established. He's going to use Kogoro to like solve cases, I guess, and he's going to use the voice changer to phone Ran and like, like make sure she's okay and stuff hey, like that. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> please don't phone the cops oh and this was another this again this was a crime of passion right oh i guess we should briefly like explain like okay so what happens with the murder here is that um this guy was yoko's uh, girlfriend i wish no this is yoko's uh boyfriend in high school and then her manager asked him to break up with her so that she could be a more famous uh idol because idol industry bad hot take um (laughs) Anyways, uh, and then he was like, actually, I do want to get back together with her. So he tries to go to her house, but the lookalike is there and freaks out because this man just jumps on her. And then he is so sad that um, Yoko, you know, like, uh, what was it? That Yoko ran away from him after he jumped on her. What a great way to talk to your ex. 
um, that he was like, okay, I'm going to kill myself and frame her for murder then by taking some hair from her hairbrush and holding it. And then the manager like steals the hair because he thinks that Yoko did it. Anyways, that doesn't really super matter, but there's the case. He's a bad manager. Yeah, he's still her manager, actually. Well, maybe um, he's a good manager because, like... He only ever appears again in um, the... Uh, we'll get to this, hopefully, but the uh, Zero's Tea Time manga, which I will give you no other context for. Ooh. ooh. Zero's <laughs> Tea Time. Wow. Ooh. It um, means nothing to you and everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> You should be. I'm sorry. Episode four of Detective Conan. Dino Capane. Dino Capane. <laughs> Dino Capane. Um, this is the Italian robbers episode. Yes. So, am I giving the summary? I think you're better at it than I am right Sweet. now. Sweet. Go okay. for it. Um, so, the kids go to a museum and see some treasure and go like, wow, treasure. And then they find a treasure map and then they go, wow, treasure. And at first Conan's like, this is dumb. And then he finds out Oro means gold. And then he's like, fuck, I am into this now. And then he's like, wow, treasure. Wow, treasure. And then they uh, find treasure and they go, wow, treasure. And then three guys show up and we're like, hey, we're going to kill you now, children. And they're like, no, death. <laughs> And then they catch the robbers, and the cop give them pat on head. That's about right. Yeah. And then the end of the episode established that Yumi has a crush on Conan now. Oh which yeah, is goofy. I find it funny, it's goofy. but it can it's also like the, be uncomfortable. It's like the squirrel relationship from the Sword in the Stone. Yes. You know, like it's doomed from the start because she doesn't know that he's a human. A human. Doesn't that like humans. doesn't she actually find out and start crying in that movie? It's so sad, right? It's like oh it's, my like, God. it's like ridiculous because there's no resolution. <laughs> like she's just she's it's just, just a tragedy. Yeah, I, I think I appreciate I, that. We don't, you know, like like Disney doesn't have the balls to do that anymore. Yeah, come on, Disney. Where's the sad squirrels? Well, where's the horny squirrels? We have like Disney? the weird, like sad porn that like pixar movies are now you know okay you know what i mean like yeah it's not sad porn like i'm sad <laughs> and i'm watching porn it's, it's like it's like they're just like we're pixar and we're sad oh Ugh. my god look the parents we're so sad. they die Do you remember how sad it is when i cried watching toy story 3 i cried boy i cried anyways I apologize to anyone who likes that film i just like don't I don't think there's an fuck, issue about hey if you like toy story 3 Fuck Zane's you! Here to just tell you stop. Fuck you! I hate. No, I don't care about Toy Story yeah, three. Like I have no like, feelings either way. It exists. It exists. Anyways, those sword in the stone. Those squirrels were sad and they were horny. That's true. They sword are in squirrels. The store, sword in sword the sword. Sword in the sword. The sword in the stone was horny is what i remember about it i wanted to like totally fuck the bucket comes to life. <laughs> shut up uh okay we're off okay I'm, we're off topic. Oh, i ship i ship this. the wizards there's a wizard duel anyway um <laughs> so i think as uh Hardy you know, boy. Resi- residents and um under the boot of the imperial state called canada zane and i <laughs> Like, would notice that there's maple leaves on the coins of the no, treasure. No, Jake, they're maple leaf coins, specifically. They're, they're maple leaf coins. L- listen, though, I searched up, like, I was like, that's funny. They're Canadian money, you know? Cause, right. Like, we have like, maple leaves everywhere. That's like, yeah, that's like our thing. That's like our brand. Um, so 
I I uh the only coin that we actually had with a maple leaf on it was the penny. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I love the idea so that these coins are. We've just abolished the penny. It doesn't exist, but I mean, this came out in ninety six. Ninety six, so they were around, but like, so that means that they were looking after pennies because we I, know that Jake, they were. They pennies. were from Italia. They were from Italia, Jake. You know the country Italia. I thought that was a show. Axis powers. <laughs> Sorry. You. Anyways, I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. But um, they're so. They find Canadian suppo- money. I don't think it's supposed to be Canadian money. It's from an Italian bank. The pasta bank. It's called the pasta bank. <laughs> the pasta bank. It's literally called the pasta bank. Canadian pennies from the pasta bank. Ah, <laughs> that's the sentence you just said. So yeah, there these these the in notorious Italian mobster called Dino Capane. Dino Capane steals all of the Canadian pennies from the pasta bank and goes to Japan. <laughs> and so, like, then his cohort, like, he just leaves without his cohort. He tries to yeah. take, all, take, take all the money for himself, and that's why they're after the money. Yes. But they he makes, like, a really a weird treasure map a, a to hide it. A very childish treasure map. So childish that children find it. Yes. Um, I do love the mobsters, the logic Pointy of... Man. Oh, the pointy man's fun. I love that they lose the map and they see some kids pick it up and they go like, hmm, maybe we the should. kids will get this. Let's let's follow the let's kids. Let's follow and the let, kids. Let's, let's let the kids figure this it. out. Yeah. They seem to have a handle on it. They're <laughs> just enthusiastic and wrong. <laughs> like they just go to a lot of clothing stores and wreck shit for a while. And then like uh, up until like that's the thing is Shinichi doesn't think it's a real treasure map. He's just going along. Yeah, he's because like, he's okay, dragged kids. around by these kids because he's like, I gotta keep up appearances. I have to look like a seven year old. Yeah, I don't know. They invited me to a museum, and I thought it'd be cool to see the Egyptian mummy. So I guess I'm here now. They also established the boy detectives club. Well, it's called yes. the, the the detective boys. The detective boys. The, the boys. Shonen yeah. Dan. So the 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 detective boys is now a institution of the show. Yes, I mean, kind of. I mm, yes. You have a detective boys pin. I do have a detective boys pin. It is a bootleg. I'm pretty sure, but it's very pretty. It's like the they best even, bootleg I've ever seen. Right? They even put like um uh the circuit the, board on the back. Right? Yeah, it's super fancy. The circuit. Oh, they don't even have the pins in the. They show. They don't have the pins yet. Yeah, yeah, that's an Agasa thing. Um, but I do know it was a bootleg because on the other side of the packaging <laughs> was Harry Potter uh, packaging. Yay. So like they just double-sided printed it and then depending on what you order, they just flip it. <laughs> um, nice. So I mean, cost-effective, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, there's the, there's the Detective Boys, which is a conceit from... So many things. Like it's not just yeah. like it's like it's um it's the name directly comes from uh Edagawa Rampo's equivalent of the uh Baker Street Irregulars. It's a common thing. So so life. here's the thing about the Baker Street Irregulars. In a study in Scarlet, they're not the Baker Street Irregulars. <gasps> they're just literally like Arab orphans that Sherlock pays to like 
watch people. I thought that was what the Baker Street like, That is what they are. Were. But you know, like they portray they them as like these little. Name. They're like Dickensian little boys and other yeah. things, but they're like literally Arabs. Like I just thought that was crazy because like the there's so much race theory in the original Sherlock Holmes. Like not even joking. Like whenever there's a person who is like a bad guy, Watson like festers on how ape-like he looks oh and, god and, and like like the language it's like the language of uh it starts with a d what is it um d- devolution d dicks know, d- dicks um what there's the art what is it oh anyways it's like degenerate it's degenerate oh so like it just uses this language of degeneracy to describe villains in sherlock holmes and it's incredible Yikes. And like anyone who is kind of like othered in the show in the in the story is like yeah racially othered specifically like you know it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty stuff but it's just what Britain was which yeah. is pretty gross at the time and yeah they're just like these arab poor arab boys that like Sherlock doesn't give a shit about like he's Rest just peace, he just uses arab them boys. uses them for their value right he just it's pretty hmm, you mm. know i just like it's pretty An unfortunate mm-hmm. fact of the but because I think I just I just remark on this because I think the Baker Street Irregulars people like to think of them as like this sort of like network of of kids fun that, little orphan well boys. you know like uh what's like the, uh what's that in, musical in, in, in uh, Oliver Twist there's like the boys of like they're all pickpockets and stuff like I yeah. think people kind of conflate those two but no they're like they're little um you know it's it's very sad they're just because like the Empire of Britain you know, destroy so many communities. They're probably refugees or something. Probably. Anyways, it's Anyways just like, so about a, these little boys. About these little boys. Like these little the, children in Japan. We get the Baker the Street 90s. Irregulars and they start, they like, you know, spawn things like uh, the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, like boy detectives. Yeah. Up until Scooby-Doo, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a popular concept because like kids like detective stories and they like being in their own detective stories. The idea that kids also have like access to other spaces that adults don't. Yeah. And I mean, like... Because people don't watch them. Like, that's the line that Sherlock Holmes has, is that, like, everyone stands at attention when there's a cop around. Like, if it's a detective, then they're, like, guarded. But if it's a kid, they don't care. So kids kind of get... That is definitely a thing That's a thing in Detective Conan. Conan Constantly. Like, because he's a kid. He can just show up at someone's house and be like, give me... I don't need a warrant. I'm Give me apple juice. (laughs) Yeah. Give me apple juice and access to your bathroom. I'm gonna go through your shit. Yeah. So, you know, it's a seven-year-old. It's they're, a seven-year-old. They're like, he doesn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Boy. Pats him on the head. He should be in grade two. Um, anyways, that's, that's is that mostly what to say about the, about the... Actually, I have, like, I want to go off on this episode. Oh, what's wrong with this episode? Well, Where I'm it not is necessarily in the story. Wrong. Oh. So, here's the, here's what I've been hinting at this whole goddamn thing. The detective boys in the anime frustrate me very deeply because in the manga, they show up like file 17. In the anime, they just decided the boys are here the whole time. So specifically the episode right episode five, which we have not watched, so I won't say anything about it. Don't want to spoil Jake is like, I'm mm, I'll I'll cut this to like brief because like most of the issues crop up there but like 
The Detective Boy's introduction, this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's... uh, So, in the original, they're introduced as... They're not really friends. Like, Genta, Mitsuku, and Ayumi. They're, like, in the same class. The cat is stretching. (laughs) He's very Very cute. cute. Um, They're in the same class, and they're, like, acquaintances in the same way that, like, when you're a kid, you're kind of just friends with everyone in your elementary school class, but they're not, like, friend friends. They're cohort. Yeah, they all kind of know each other. But then um, they go to a haunted house together and bond and all that stuff. We missed out on a haunted house episode. Oh, it comes up. Don't worry. Okay, good. But here's the thing. That was their introduction. That was the whole reason they all started hanging out in the manga. But in the anime, they just kind of decided that like, oh, we're going to get the boys in here as soon as possible. And they're all already friends. And it becomes a huge issue in the like fucking in the haunted house episode because suddenly they're not friends and it's so weird because it's like they're all like acting like things like like they don't really know each other very well and like they're like complaining that conan is coming along and it's like you chase this boy down to become friends with him you what obsessively are you, on about? you obsessively stalked him and i hate that too because it puts like too much like weird emphasis on conan in the like Right, he's it not... makes him so important because, like, to them, like when in the manga when they're first introduced, he's not that important. He's just kind of the weird new kid. Which actually, here's another thing that we were robbed of in the anime, and that was kids laughing at Conan because his name is stupid, and they all insult him for it. it they is all funny. know it. They're the only ones ones who bring it up. <laughs> him and his dumb the British only ones name. With courage. Um, How dare he? How dare he? Him and his British name. But anyways, they make fun of him for his stupid name, which is not in the anime, which is very sad. But anyways, my point is, like, I don't like how it makes them obsessed with being Conan's friends in this. Like, I just think it kind of makes the relationship more cheap. And it's so weird to me that they decide to do that. It's weird that they put this episode before the haunted house episode i don't know why they decided to do that because this is like in the manga this is something that happens the dino capone everything that's a case but like it doesn't happen before the um like haunted house yeah and i think it might be genuinely where detective boys came from as a name i don't know i haven't read the manga in like a year which isn't that long but eh, it's long enough Eh. um but uh so they basically like don't i don't know i just don't like that the anime decided that the boys need to be here constantly at the beginning at the beginning it's like can sneaking you... into the park for no reason right like there's it's parts even distracting in the... from like the the story yeah and i mean there are things i like about that just that ayumi gets to have a personality that isn't girl <laughs> for a little bit um what's your what do you like girl girl i am girl hello i'm girl girl um and actually that's something i'll get into when we get into later episodes is when the detective boys start being the food one oh and no the smart one and 
girl. <laughs> um, oh, no. Uh, mainly Genta. Oh, Genta. He's oh, also kind of food in so early it's episodes, like, it's but like, like the Goonies, like you know, he's he's um chunk. He's fat, so he actually food. is chunk the Superman. Guy? I think chunk is the Superman guy. Oh, Jake, no. I don't Who know. Does I the have a shuffle. Jake, I haven't seen that movie. That's fine. Thank it has you. Has a Cindy Lauper song in it though. That's that's what you should be listening Who to. Who is she? Girls just want to have fun. Fuck. Okay. I'm sorry for not knowing yeah. her name then. My goodness. My goodness. Anyways. So. Anyways. The detective <laughs> boys. They don't need to the, be The here. detective boys. The, it's conceited. It's just like pretty blatant that they just had a reason. I'm I assuming d- that it's got to it. be. I think it's, I think it's got to be like a marketing thing. Like it's probably. You know, like on, yeah. on the studio end, they were like. It's more appealing to kids if there's more kids involved yeah. early on or something like it, that. Uh, uh, uh. Right. I'm glad like as episodes go on, they stop like shoving them in. <laughs> Here's my Detective Conan AU where like every episode just the boys just show up somehow. Absolutely yeah. nightmarish. Um oh, uh, what was I gonna say though? So with the detective boys and their whole thing. I don't mind some of the stuff they were added to. Like, I think in the first episode, one of my favorite little things is that they make them the three kids watching Shinichi on TV in the background. And I wish they just left it at that. That would be cute. Right? Like, that would be a fun little reference. But yeah. no, we have to have this whole thing where they're on the roller coaster. And it's weird they because... They sneak into the fucking roller coaster area. Right? And they are find like, the head, maybe? Who knows? What the, yeah, where'd the head go? Like, could I they, think they found they the head. They probably totally found the head. Right? So and they felt the nothing because these kids are like... Giving them some trauma early, early. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're like, Ooh, I can't wait wow. till we get to the episode. I guess my body library. is not the unified whole that I originally had perceived it. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> um, anyways, shit. What was I gonna say? Um, they don't need to be there, and it's a little weird because they meet Shinichi, which is bizarre because, like, then there's a part later where, like, later, later in the series where they just don't seem to, like, know him. Well, there's, like, a whole... Is it an OVA or an episode or a movie? Fuck. You I lose think track it's an after OVA. 900 episodes and 23 films. There's an OVA where they bum around an island with Kaido Kid because they think oh, he's Shinichi. Kaido Kid. Yeah, we're not going to talk about we're- Kaido Kid yet. <laughs> We're not, we don't know him. Just like we don't know the names of the men in black, or uh, we don't know who Kaido Kid is, um, Hybera, who the fuck is that? Um, don't even, oh, I don't even know if we'll talk about her. Depends ha- on how Hattori this goes. Hattori Heiji? Who is, who? When does Hattori come in? Um, that's for me to know and you to yeah. find out. Um, actually, pretty Alberta. soon. He's from Alberta. (laughs) 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 My favorite fact about the dub. Yeah. He's from Alberta. He's from Alberta. God knows why. This is so fucking random. Um, Anyways. They just like pointed a map. Yeah, so in the yeah, in the dub they like pick American places for people to be from, right? Does it take place in Japan? It doesn't that's the the most wild thing is I don't recall there being any other like named places in the dub. Like they're never like we are here in New York or anything. 
I think it's they hard, even it's say it's to, Tokyo. You have to because <laughs> of the tower. Like, well, you know, like, no, because they sh- certainly. I mean, I guess they don't give a shit, but you yeah, know, like it would be it would be just so obvious. Like that's the, the well, Tokyo maybe they're tower. In Seattle. <laughs> you know, no, this is the Space Needle. That's the Space Needle. Got to remodel. I mean, I guess they could be in Toronto. I feel like their tower is pretty similar. No, it's like a red Eiffel Tower. No, that's that's Tokyo Towers. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that's what the the Toronto Tower was, and I was like, Jake, that's what the Tokyo. No, the CN Tower is like the Space Needle or the Calgary Tower. They're like just towers with bulbs on the top. Okay, yeah. Well, they could still say. Anyways, that's. <laughs> I think Drake is still up there. Fuck that guy. I hate yeah, him. He should stay up there. Yeah. On the scene I time. hope he is there, and he never <laughs> leaves. I, I hate Drake. I hate him so much. Oh my God, Jacob. Jacob oh. James, I hate him. I didn't even know this. This is new. <laughs> so. I mean, there's the whole Millie Bobby Brown thing. So yeah, yeah but yeah. here's my and brief, like, petty reason. Because I just feel like <laughs> getting going into, into it, it on Drake. We're going into it on Drake. Hello. So, briefly, my manager had to drive me to work. Oh, no. And I forgot about this. Yeah, that's right. So, here's the thing about Canadian radio stations is that we have to play a percentage of Canadian content, which I don't mind. I think that's neat because we're already too much like the United States. I. It's nice to at least pretend we have a vaguely separate culture. Maybe. Not really, but that's besides the point. Anyways, so, you know, Drake is wildly popular. And the thing is, he's Canadian. So, like, oh, my God, I would be driven to work and my manager would just put on, like, a stereotypical radio station. And it would be, like, five Drake songs in a fucking (laughs) row. And they all sound the same. And I don't like how any of them sound. And it drove me insane. You used to, you used to. Fuck you. Yeah, I actually don't Die. listen to Drake. Sorry. Um, Drake bad. Hot people, take. People who like... <sighs> Hot take is music. He's a very productive boring. guy, so like, you know, I'll never be up to speed with like what people actually listen what's to. What's the current... What's the current Drake is like a... Uh, I literally don't know. I watch a music critic on YouTube and he mentioned it, but I don't know what it is. Anywho. Fuck Drake. Anyways, that's the point of the podcast. If you've come away with anything, it's fuck Drake. Yeah, it's fuck. <laughs> Not literally. Wait, what's the, like, there's the Nikki lyrics. <laughs> I, I never, <laughs> never fucked. fucked Wayne. I never fucked Drake. <laughs> or um, my favorite, which is the classic Ace Nicki Minaj um, <laughs> mood board. I've never fucked. I've never fucked. All my life, for fuck's sake, I've never <laughs> fucked. Very oh, good. I love that thing. Uh, I'm sorry. I sh- I shouldn't make fun. I know that was a troll, probably doing things to make the Ace community look bad, but it's really funny. It's pretty good. I've never fucked. <laughs> I've never fucked. All my life, fuck's sake. Um. Yeah, she's doing lots of things with six nine now. Did you know that? Like, Yikes. it wasn't even just like the one off. Like, she's like done that. more things with him. I'm sorry, Nikki. I don't. That ain't I don't it. No. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Anyways, um. Oh yeah, that was one thing I wanted to mention at the top of this. We picked a terrible time to start a podcast about Detective Conan. Oh Hello, yeah. Welcome to our. Uh, podcast two white guys talk about a pro cop show pro cop show well that's actually, the new name actually like the the 
I guess it's pro cop, but like cops are not a huge so far. I think like they're they're <laughs> my favorite character is a cop. Oops, is it Andy Samberg? I don't know who the fuck that is. Does anyone? Anyways, um, <laughs> um, cops are more of like this force of nature in Detective Conan. They're not. They're kind of ubiquitous and they're in the background. They're not really like like. They're there to functionally like resolve the issues in a vague sense, like hand wavy. We are four episodes in, my dude. I'm just telling you what I'm I, seeing so I'm, far. I'm telling you right now, I would love to be able to be like, no, no, this show isn't cop propaganda. Oh no, is there no, more cop propaganda? No, it literally is like cop propaganda. Um, well, like they literally in Japan, Conan's a mascot. For the cops, yeah, like no not way. all the time, but like he has been used at times, like throughout the years, as like a follow the law. Conan said so, Ooh. sort of character. So that's that ain't that's it. insidious. Wow, yeah, no, it's not great. Um, I mean, usually it's stuff like cross the crosswalk, you know, like mm. kids learn law Don't kind do of drugs. things. But I still, it's still not good. And that's no like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Sonic level and that's shit. No but good. That's, but like this, cops are still very big characters, and they're very likable characters, as evidenced by my favorite character in Detective Conan, Tagaki Wataru. Who we uh, have yet to meet so who far. We have yet to meet. Anyways, enough about that. Yeah. So <laughs> Detective Conan is propaganda, and um, it follows the like. Well, okay, I'll have to read more about this, but like in the next episode, maybe I can talk about it more. But Edgar Allan Poe is actually credited as yeah. being the originator of of like detective fiction as we know it because of his um character Auguste Dupin, Dupin. who who's kind of this aristocrat who sits in his house, yeah, and he solves crimes sometimes. And Poe hated cops. I I'm pretty sure. Um, well, because he was around when cops first uh, well, were created. Cop, well, no, he like formalized. I would say like cops yeah. have been around as the slave slave roundup gangs, like runaway slave. Yeah, but what I mean is like cops as we know it in a modern right. Sense. Yeah, like the first iterations of the modern police. Um, Instead of just uh, hired goons, hired goons, which you know they're more or less now they're hired by hired the goons. state. Yay. A cab said Edgar Allan Poe. I'm pretty sure he said that. The thing is about him, he was uh, in the military for a long time, um, and so I actually don't know what his perspective on it. He was dismissed, like he yeah. he wanted to get out of it, but he and he mostly did it for money, uh, from what I read. Yeah, but like sounds about right. But yeah, so Dupont was there. Like, if we want to read him as an anti-cop symbol, like he's there to kind of show that. Like getting to the bottom of a crime, if that is what the cops' goals are, like to serve justice, isn't like they they miss the point because the first story is a freak of nature that yeah like, it's a freak of nature that like is the yeah is the killer. Well, this is just like um something I wanted to talk about with uh cop shows, detective shows, and true crime. Actually, like a very interesting. Ooh, I hope you like the sound of my lip piercing brushing clark, against the clack clack, yeah. Um, Mike, but one of the interesting like conflicts there that ha- ends up happening is that the cops have to be both idiots and also right. fundamentally a force for good. Which is not like like 
It's not far off from how they're depicted today. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I see about, what you mean. Is yeah. The depiction. Because, like, so within the show, the cops can't be as smart as the detectives because then why are the detectives there? But they also can't be, like, bad guys because they are the ones who arrest the person in the end. Right. Like, so, they're the ones who these serial killers go off with yeah (laughs) so it's yeah so it's just kind of this weird like conflict where like basically cops end up becoming like lovable doofs pretty consistently like and that that, that follows with megude and kogoro yeah so far like they're the most cop adjacent characters prominent in the show well kogoro is an ex-cop that's right but but he's in in the show he's like very explicitly a doofus like he's yeah he's like, he's like an idiot and that's the joke and and that's the thing like he um so i don't think i can talk too much about this because i'm not i don't really like cop media if i'm being honest and i mean maybe that's why like i don't want to but here <laughs> i am here you are fuck man i don't know i don't watch a lot of cop stuff except the one for... chooses the wizard <laughs> fuck you with harry potter that's yeah. also banned banned Fan topics, Harry Potter and Sherlock BBC. Um, <laughs> Anything British that's not <laughs> Every, everything <Conan> British. <laughs> <laughs> it's that fucking text of like, no, cats are not allowed. What about him? And then like the polite looking cat. Okay, he can stay because okay. he looks polite. That's Sherlock Holmes. Yes. He looks polite. He, he looks polite. Um, He's just doing cocaine. It's fine. It's fine. Look, it's fine. Cocaine. It's fine. Hot. Here's the uh, official stance of this podcast. Cocaine. It's fine. Cocaine's fine. It's fine. You I mean, it. I mean, I can really get into like drugs and stuff, but like, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Um, I already went off on but Drake for no reason. Jack Saint's newest video essay, Violence is Fun, is just a great way to, like, it echoes what you just said. Well, I did just watch it. Did you just watch it? <laughs> okay, there you go. But so. this wasn't because of it. This was something I was thinking about, like, y- literally yesterday as I was going to bed, I was just thinking about, like, specifically with true crime, because if anything I watch is very, <sighs> copy is true crime. Uh, true crime's bad. Okay, guys, every time I watch it, my mental health takes like a noticeable dive nose, and it's not good. Yikes. But I keep falling into it because, look, man, high school was a time. I had a time in high school. Yeah. End of sentence. Cere- serial killers. <laughs> they're, in, they're in my brain, very deeply engraved. Anyways, the thing about a lot of true crime stories is at the core of them is police incompetence. Yeah. Like so often the story is about like the cops fucking up or like being stupid and like prideful and being like, oh, we're in an argument with the fucking other state's department. So we're not going to communicate properly with them. And then like five more people are going to die because we didn't communicate with them. Ha ha. Oh, very, the very gay cool. community is being targeted by a serial killer. Well, you know, oh, yeah. they're gay, so they should know the danger. Oh, sex workers are showing up dead? Well, no, we couldn't find a body. And, like, your wife or your mom hasn't, like, shown up back home. And I know you say your daughter phones you every weekend. But, like, she's a sex worker. So she probably just ran away. Um, 
okay, don't talk to us, bye. Anyways, fuck the cops. Fuck the cops. Um, Most of the time, they don't do anything to help. They're just there for a fucking power trip. Anyways, not going to get too deep into that, but my point was... This is something that's you can't really divorce from the show we're watching. Yeah, unfortunately. Boy, howdy. God, I wish. I mean, there's a layer of disconnect that comes just from it being from a totally different culture where i can be like oh maybe the cops in japan aren't bad but that's not <laughs> that's not the case <laughs> that's they're, not the they're case. also like you know what was it just instruments of brutality <laughs> the cops are bad everywhere also i'm pretty sure the conviction rate in japan is something like 98 percent, which is like scary that's not i don't think that's good probably that's kind of disconcerting i don't know man i don't know about that yeah anyways they can't be right that often yeah that's like it just doesn't sound correct in my heart i mean i hope i hope it's correct but like mm. for the sake of the people like that could be incarcerated yeah like as as innocent people like incarceration is already shitty yeah like we shouldn't incarcerate people hot take Abolish prisons. Abolish prisons. Actually, that's a cold Angela take. Davis, Ice please. cold take, please. Ice cold take, yeah. Like, it's a cool glass on a summer evening. Yes. No more of, yeah. no more of this bullshit. No more prisons. It doesn't... Oh, my God. Punitive justice is fucking stupid, I say, as I, wa- as I watch the As we're watching show. the punitive justice show. Yeah. yeah. I did feel like this was something we do have to, like, touch I think we should. Because... I think we should bring it up, at least in, in like... In pieces, a casual yeah, sense, like, like to be like reminder that. Well, yeah, because like the show has this very implicit trust of the police. Like as yeah. soon as the cop, as soon as the um, criminals go off with them, it's assumed that they've been taken to justice. Like it's very. That's what I mean by hand wave. Like it's like yeah. as soon as Shinichi's done, he can wipe his hands and be and and move on to the next. Yeah. And I mean, and another thing is like another thing that just kind of has to come up in a lot of detective media is the like idea of, um, well, I'm going to go through this person's stuff without a warrant. Yeah. I'm just going to go through this guy's stuff and find something incriminating. And it's like, I trust Conan because he's a fictional good guy. But like some of the shit he does, man, that ain't good yeah boy that could very easily be um fabricated evidence which i think is like do you think because um oh he does fabricate evidence sometimes he does yeah he never actually uses it to like um he usually uses it to make them confess or something right like Like he he used he doesn't it's a knives out sort of thing like he lies he lies to make them come to make them confess yeah Watch Knives Out, by Watch the way. Watch Knives Out, very good. Um, so good, my goodness. So, I want to rewatch Knives Out. It's a great out, film, actually. yeah. Um, but anyways, my point with the true crime comparison was that like the cops are always incompetent, but they have to be the good guys in the end. Yeah, they have to be competent enough to like save, the like day. have people trust them when the criminals go away. Yeah. And yeah, like I think it's something about the trope of the detective, like this figure, this sort of archetype that we've made. Yeah. Like where it goes from Dupin and Poe to Sherlock Holmes to Christie's Poirot and like all these people. And like the idea of justice in detective fiction is kind of interesting because justice is never seen on a systematic or systemic issue, system, systemic 
because um, their ideas of justice are always individual fault, like greed, yeah. crimes of passion, and uh, like Sherlock Holmes, I think will never like try to take down the British Empire. He's he's a yeah. he's a tool and an expression of the British Empire, right? Like he and and I think that goes for Detective Conan as well. Like he's he's a tool of, of the, the Japanese of the government. Japanese government. Yeah, like he's he's there in service of what that means, and um yeah yeah um <laughs> I don't know if there's that's like just them's the facts right them's the facts it sucks but you have to just kind of that's like the premise of the show and yeah you it it, it is interesting the loopholes that or at least like the ways that you have to kind of ignore yeah like um oh what was i gonna say the ways that it depicts crime because uh like it's interesting I, I just read like on twitter that cops usually will address like they'll try to arrest people near the end of their shift so that the time it takes to like do the paperwork it's like easy enough and it takes long enough that they get paid like tons of overtime and uh, that's part of the reason why um and you know like overtime pays over is more yeah. than regular and so they get so much in overtime that it because it's like a literal like super common practice by the police at least in the united Which states so it's kind of like wild considering how much shit i would get from old managers if i tried to if i don't clock in at the right time right yeah like 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 I I I got phone calls for five. for accidentally staying half an hour late. You know, I've like, gotten in trouble from one of my bosses for staying uh, five minutes. Really? Yeah. Well, because like, oh my god, this fucking manager. I could. <laughs> uh, he's annoying. This is the, the this is the boy detectives club, but but let me talk about my fucking manager who would have morning meetings that we had to go to. That would last like 10 minutes and he'd have them at nine, which is when my shift got off and all my coworker shifts got off. And then he'd be like, okay, you have to come to my meeting that I'm giving at nine. And then the meeting is like sometimes 20 minutes. He'll just talk about like, this is the goal for the day. And it's like, we're going, no, they'll pay us. But then we'll clock out. And we'll leave. And then the next day at the next morning meeting, he'll be like, we have a lot of overtime. You people aren't clocking out at the right time. You have to clock out at the right time. And it's like, dude, why do you think we're not clocking out at the right time? Could it be that you keep starting these min- meetings at fucking nine when we're supposed to be going? Anyways. My goodness. My goodness. I also haven't worked for a while because we COVID. We live in a world. We live in the world. The world. Um, society yeah well no i just like that's so gross and unsympathetic um, but yeah cops that's fine for them that's like because they're doing justice right they're they're, they're protecting oh, totally. communities actually so of course we'll pay them over time of course i think um part of something that helps like with the dissonance of like my beliefs and this show is that out of all the shit that cops do Murder investigation is one of the few things that are actually like, okay, that actually has to get done by someone. You know what Not I mean? Not necessarily a cop. Well, but a seven-year-old, like a detective, but yeah, like a detective. Like yeah, detectives. Like I'm good with detectives existing, but like, because like with like a traffic cop, it's like there are better ways. Yeah. Like uh for like robbers, there are better ways. 
but like detectives. Domestic violence, there's better ways. There's better ways. Homeless people, there's better ways. Homeless people, like, every way is the better way. Don't yeah, fucking call give, cops on them. Holy shit. Also, I'll yeah, kill houseless you. people, I should say. And also, like, yeah, like give people houses. Houses housing is a right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Jesus Christ. Um so I'm talking to you, my coworkers that complain about them. Fuck you. Haha. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, this is a very common thing. I think like I've I've had to listen to my coworkers also just like go off on how dirty and ugly and and like scary. Yeah, it's so most people are. It's it's, so just, it's 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 really like shocking how unsympathetic and just kind of like right. And how many people don't actually they... want to help them? They just want them to disappear. Yeah, totally. Like that's the whole like thing with those spikes that were being installed. Hostile architecture. Back. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't want to help homeless people. I just don't want them to be in my area. Yeah. Ew. Anyways, back to, <laughs> back to anyways. That's part of my, my, the ways I can enjoy Conan while also a cab is, um, be critical. Part, point A, be critical. Point B, the fact that it takes place in a totally different culture from mine helps me with that disconnect so that I can be like, this is fine, even though I know, like, logically, cops are bad everywhere. You know, I'm still like, I know they, I, it's, there. it helps with the disconnect. It's kind of like... And three, murders do have to get investigated. I, I think, like, it, they're, they're puzzles. They're puzzles, right? They're never, they're always problems, and that's, I think, what I wanted to highlight when I was talking about the fictional nature of Sherlock Holmes and right. and Detective Conan, because they're both obsessed with detective stories, not necessarily. Like, the fact that Shinichi doesn't like, you know, the guy who found uh, the Unabomber, you right. know, he's he's more he's more fascinated with, with Sherlock Holmes, a fictional character, right? What year was the Unabomber? Was the Unabomber... It was actually pretty... It was, like, probably 93... Maybe the fictional aspect, I think, is key because there's it's like the propaganda is more or less like he take it for granted. A year before. Oh, there you go. Okay, but yeah, like the forensic linguistics that went into catching him is very fascinating and something that Shinichi would probably actually care about. Um, yeah, I don't know, but but he wants to be Sherlock Holmes, maybe. So it it does like. <laughs> See a cowboy? Who wants to be Sherlock Holmes, baby? Oh, speaking of which, the study in Scarlet, the first part is like Sherlock Holmes, like meet Sherlock Holmes. Watson is really weirded out by this guy right, he met. Yeah. The second part is like Mormon cowboy adventure. Right. Right. It's weird. It's very weird. I, I'm just like, w Mormons were sensational <laughs> back in the day. What? And they're not now? Wow! Well, Having you, you seen know, the book read about Mormon? Joseph Smith. You know, oh yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> we've also we've always been weirded by those Mormons, but them there folks, them there folks, American their Jesus, missionary ness, yikes, um, American Jesus, American Jesus. Oh yeah, um, it's the only thing I know about Mormonism because of Steel Ball Run. That's not true. It's not because of Steel Ball Run. Is Joseph Smith in Steel Ball Run? God, wouldn't that be great? No, it's just Jesus is in America, oh. so I always connect. Oh, it's like in my Mormon. Brain. Oh my God, that's so yeah. wild, actually. Right? Why is Jesus Things in America? That, the, the Book of Mormon has more in common with 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure than it does with the Bible. <laughs> Maybe. No, oh, it doesn't. I it was going to say like, with reality, but yeah. yeah. Um, also, oh, sorry. that was mean. Uh, I'm sorry. Mormons, I'm sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> we're alienating our Mormon audience. Um, <laughs> our huge. Actually, I went to school with a lot of Mormon people. I did too. Like, that's what I mean is like. So I guess there's a lot in our- Alberta has a lot of Mormons, so. Is that our main audience? Do you think it'll be Alberta? I was actually thinking like, oh yeah, really filling this already filled niche. Because I feel like we do have to mention there is another Detective Conan watching podcast. I have not listened to it. I know it exists. Oh, yeah. But um I wanna make my brother watch this show so I don't care. Yeah, we're watching the show. And also, yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Fuck the law. There can so, be two things filling one niche. I think I fuck think, biology. Fuck um <laughs> evolution. Fuck evolution. More than one thing. <laughs> More than one thing thing fill the niche we can have two um small carnivorous animals hunting bugs same food we can have the big birds and the lions yes (laughs) island biology jokes enjoy them we're alienating our audience <laughs> in general <laughs> as come on that's not charles bad darwin alienation. is our only alien Watcher, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our, only our only alien out here oh, no. is Charles oh, no. Darwin. No, what I mean is that, like, you know, there are uh, niches within. Uh, are we getting into the, this? Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting into, into the, this, like, like the, the food microbiology triangle. and shit. I don't well, know. like, there's like so every place has like niches, and there's like carnivore niches, and a lot of islands are very interesting because they didn't have any big cats to fill the large carnivore niche so birds got really big and then they what big birds are those like sesame Um, street they're dead oh darn it um we really fucked up a lot of islands (sighs) did you know i almost like i was i almost cried because of the dodo (laughs) it's very sad it's like like, it sucks man yeah i sometimes i think about oh my god sometimes i think about um the american dogs like right. the dogs that right. were here. Fuck, man. Fuck. Thinking about the They're American gone. dogs is absolutely depressing. And the only what the like last one is like a cancer cell. Yeah. Well, There's... I don't think that was an American dog. I think. Well. No, it was. I think it, it was, was a central. It was a central like, or South American dog. I think it was already that breed of dog was already dead, except for the cancer cell. By the time the rest of the dogs were killed out by uh, settlers. God. Colonial bastards. Colonial bastards. Yeah. I mean, the people matter more than the dogs, but oh yeah, but I mean, it's I'm a it's sad it's the, the microcosm of what colonialism destroys. You know, yeah. like not and just culture, also... like it destroys everything. It's just a disease. And island biology is so cool. This is less island biology, the dogs, but like island biology. The small birds and the big birds. There's like, oh my god, there's those fat, flightless parrots that are like in danger now because of people bringing the wrong types of animals into their house. And I don't like those little fat birds. <laughs> so we've Ugh. we've gone so extraordinarily off topic. We're talking about like birds, and now I think we should probably wrap up. Yeah, um, this was mainly that I don't know how to wrap up. We've talked oh, about see. all four episodes, so let's talk about island biology. Island biology and, and ACAB. Um, ACAB. So, 
Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the beginning of the episode. Um, I might split <laughs> it into the two of, it. of the show. We're gonna be watching some more Detective Conan and talking about it more, and oh. maybe more Island Biology. Always Island Biology, you know. You know. You know. I do know. Um, this has been fun, and uh, I, I, I'm excited to watch more of the show. I'm excited to talk about episode five. It's um, it's a meaty one. With a lot of changes for no apparent reason. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. And uh, I can't wait yeah. until we get deep enough into it that I can like really go off on the Detective Conan lore. Like <laughs> there's, there's Think of the lore. Think of the lore. I mean, I don't know how deep, like how far into the series we're gonna get. We're probably never gonna get to a point where I get to talk about Akai Shuichi, but I I wanna let me just say his name so that I can put that out in the world. I don't know. I gotta he, prove he's my born. cred. He's my boy. When I first met him, I was sad because I thought he was just gonna be a throwaway, like you know, suspect character in the episode. And I was like, man, I like this guy's design. Um, he's such a pretty boy. And then in the end sting thing, when he shows up and he's in his truck, I was like, fuck. Oh my god, I lost my little mind. Anyways. Anyways. Akai Shuichi, think about him. Remember him. Um, Remember him. So, yeah, we're going to talk We're gonna talk more, probably, and uh, watch some more Detective Conan. Four or five episodes next time. Um, I'll probably record another stinger, so, like, yeah, we could probably not? just say, like, goodbye. Bye. This has been, this has been uh, Jake and... Oh, yeah. I'm supposed Jake and Jake and I'm Jake. I'm Zane. Good Bye. night. You know, like Kirby ungodly, un- ungodly. This has been the Boy Detectives podcast, co-hosted by Jacob Buse and Zane Vomit, edited by Jacob Buse. You can find us on Twitter through the handle at Boy Detective Pod. And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>